Let's see, we've got uh, Ben and Matt, Jim, Clark. Brian, are you still there? I'm here. Can you hear me? We can hear you now. Okay. How's everybody doing? Good. Well, I'm busy putting some, uh, putting up some new wiring. I had a small uh, switch go bad, a uh, light switch, a couple of days ago, and that uh, rather than replacing that simple switch, I decided to uh, put a whole new circuit in and everything else. So I've been busy all day today running errands and whatnot, but this, of course, is to support the model bench area. Ah, that's critical stuff then. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Have you finished the lighting in your in your workbench area, Matt? Uh, that's kind of what this is for. The uh, uh, lighting is two fluorescent uh, double bulb T8s. Uh, and one just ambient uh, incandescent, and I'm probably going to leave that the way it is for now. I consider putting another fixture up there just for some more ambient light. And uh, one of the reasons I'm doing this, putting this new circuit in, is so I have an extra outlet that's closer to where the air, where the uh, uh, where my airbrush booth is. And uh, because with that, I'll be able to put some additional task lighting in. So right now, I have to run the extension cord of that, and that's no good. So, uh, but I, I think uh, I answered your question, Chris. I think yeah, it's it's done. Uh, I need some task lighting. Uh, I think it was who was it that posted the picture? Uh, Jason, I think it was posted the picture of uh, his SketchUp of the his workbench area, and he had this double task lights on there. And I thought uh, that was a good idea. I need to need to invest in a, a good task light. But, you know, the problem with them is they have these large elbows, these cantilever elbows, and uh, you need actually a lot of space for the for those types of task lights. Yeah, I was, uh, I was looking at that Google SketchUp image and trying to figure out how the heck those task lights were, were actually employed in the place that he had them. And I realized that, that what it looks like he's done is he's mounted uh, the, uh, the, the little pivot point on the end of an adjustable shelf bracket that he can move up and down on the shelf standards right above his bench. So the, the arms can be, the, the elbow of the arm can actually be moved around. Uh, so he hasn't got those right up against the wall, and that's kind of a neat idea. Yeah, and as he did, uh, had that whole area clear shelving, so that, uh, that, that was a problem. I did have a task light for a while at the end of my bench, and... Um, as long as I kept it in one place, it was fine, but you know, I, I couldn't swing it around without risk of knocking all the models off the shelf layout. So uh, it's currently underneath the shelf. <laughs> I have a, just a trouble light hanging over the uh, workbench if I need some additional lighting. Hey, guys, I'm just going to cut in, and I apologize. Uh, I'm going to leave uh, momentarily, but I just wanted to say for those guys who are coming uh, to Springfield for the Saturday night dinner, um, a couple guys were asking me just in the chat that we're going to try and meet at the Bar Mills booth at about 4.30, quarter to 5. The show ends at 5 o'clock. 
and I'm going to try and make the reservations for about uh, 6.15, 6.30 at the uh, restaurant. Because um, I know trying to get out of that big E parking lot sometimes is a pain. So uh, we'll try and do that. And uh, Steve, uh, thank you very much. I wish you were uh, coming to Springfield and we would see you there. He just mentioned in the chat room. So I will post that and, and get it up on the Facebook page, exactly all the details. But um, I will be at the Bar Mills uh, uh, booth pretty well all weekend or or maybe just out wandering the show. But uh, they'll know how to get a hold of me. And uh, um, if you have any questions, we'll kind of use that as a gathering point uh, on Saturday for the dinner. And uh, thanks, guys. I Sorry to cut in. I'm going to say goodnight to... Uh, Hey, Clark, real, real quick for you. Um, uh, let me know if there's any change in plans. I, I put a new page out in the wiki for events, and it includes the uh, uh, gems uh, okay. dinner. So I'll I will. I will send that to you, Matt. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can even send you the address and everything. It, it, when I I phoned and talked to the uh, one of the managers there today, and they were like, they just said, "Gee, uh, we don't know. You know, it's always busy and." So I'm hoping on Wednesday they'll give me a confirm sort of that they will have a space for, you know, uh, 20 people. I've kind of booked 20 people, but I don't know if we'll have that many, actually. But but uh, thanks very much, Matt, and I will certainly do that. Okay. Okay. See you, Clark. All yeah. right, uh, Jim, thank you very much, and we'll. Uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing you next weekend, and we're going to have lots of fun, you guys, so. Yeah, that's fine. I wish I could make it there. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, well... Oh, don't... Uh, didn't Clark tell you, Matt? He's going to swing down there, knock you out, and bring you. <laughs> I think you up, it's yeah. tied up, tied up in his trunk. I, I, I tell you what, I'd be worried about that, because as much money as I spent at this local train show, I, I think I would probably be uh, uh, bankrupt by the time I left something with five buildings. I'd just... It would just... My, hey, Matt, my if you can get train. over to Buffalo, if you can get over to Buffalo, we'll pick you up in Buffalo. <laughs> Well, that makes it sound tempting. Actually, I will consider that. Uh, <laughs> I'll see what's going on at the end of the month. <laughs> well, it's next Friday. Really? Yeah, you don't have a lot of time to make up your mind. Yeah, yeah. So, but, all we'll right, guys. Unless I, uh, send you, uh, if, I, if I change my mind, I'll send you a bat signal. Yeah, all righty. And uh, for all those guys who are uh, rooting for the NFL uh, tomorrow, uh, uh, come on, Packers and Jets. Uh, well, Packers and uh, I don't know Jets. We'll have to see the Jets. Yeah. I'll go all right, Jets guys. Now, because I just don't like Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, uh, Clark, before you go, now it's, yes, it's eight. It's everybody wants to do eight o'clock on Friday. I would think that's probably a pretty good time, Jim, because that'll give you a chance to get it to get over to there. Get yeah. There. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. That should accommodate any uh, traffic problems along the way. Uh, we expect to be rolling in somewhere around 6 p.m. Um, so uh, we'll probably be going directly from the hotel to the restaurant. Yeah. Yes, uh, Ben, it, it is a little late, but it's saying that they're not going to get there till 6. They've got to check in. They've got to do whatever they're going to do and then find the place. So that gives them wiggle room. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. Uh, sorry, Ben, but uh, um, yeah, we hope to be we're leaving early uh, um, Friday morning, and hopefully we'll be in 
in Springfield area, sort of 3.30, between 3.30 and 5. And then we'll, we're going to go into go over to the Big E and, uh, and a couple, couple things and couple, meet a couple guys during the setup. And then, uh, we'll get over to the, uh, to the restaurant. So Ben, if you need a ride, we can, we can, uh, maybe pick you up, uh, over by the Big E on, uh, Friday night if, if you're there. Ben, you're going to be setting up the TMR, TAMR on, uh, on Friday night, right? Well, I guess I guess Ben's yeah. not on. Yeah, I see him. I see him. He's got, uh, he said, cool, thanks. And I'll look for you uh, at the table there. Um, and if not, what I'll maybe do, um, Ben, if you can send me, or on Skype, I will send you my... Uh, cell phone and you can give me a call uh you know uh four thirty or so on Friday, okay? All right guys, thanks very much. You guys have a good Cheers, week. And uh we'll uh we'll see you next weekend, Jim. And mm-hmm. uh and the rest of you guys too and for all those listening in uh who aren't coming to the show, we wish you were. And uh, maybe we'll have to make uh, next November in Milwaukee the next uh, big event uh, we can have everybody out. That one we'll try to make it to. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'll be going, I hope, to CSC. Right. So, which is only 10 minutes from my house. Yeah. Is that unfortunate? Yeah, very, un- very unfortunate, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Sometimes, Jim, you have to go a little further away to meet some friends. <laughs> well, yes, that's true, but <clears throat> uh, yeah. Well, the problem is, <laughs> it's getting the time off from work. It's it's not. You can get the time off from work, but you can't get enough time to travel. If that makes any sense? Yeah, yeah. Like I had, I had a very good friend of mine. He says. He lives in Fiji. Actually, moved to Fiji. He says, "Come and visit. You can stay as long as you want. Come and visit." I'm like, "Yeah, right." Yeah. You need four. You need a month. You need a month to go to Fiji. All right, guys. Uh, again, good night, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon in Springfield. For all those who are traveling, have a safe trip. And Chris, uh, you and Trevor have a safe trip, and we'll see you there. Yeah, we'll see you there, Clark. Go, go okay. before you get stopped again. Yeah, go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. So if uh I guess uh people were wondering if model MRP two thousand eleven was out. Yeah, I, I picked up a copy yesterday on the way home from work and it's got some great little layouts in it. It's got another uh Ian Rice article uh in it and the article by Don Ball. So it's uh it's well worth it this time around especially. I I, I think this is a, a winner of an issue, so I don't. I haven't, go ahead. I was gonna say I haven't picked up one of those in quite a while, so I'll I'll make uh, make an effort to do so. Um, I have trouble getting through all the magazines I have now. Um, Tom made a point earlier today, and we were talking about the chat a little bit that the last couple of issues of Model Railroad have been pretty good. Uh, You're right; they have been. Uh, I'm not trying to when I when I say that I don't have a a subscription. It's it's largely because, as you say, Matt, it's hard to get through the old issues, the yeah. existing stuff you have. I went, I, what I did in the last day, especially uh, the last 24 hours, I've been down in my basement, 
moving hundreds of pounds of material from one end to the other uh, in order to consolidate everything into one row of bookcases. And the final product is going to be about 13 feet uh, linear by 6 foot 6 high, and that's full top to bottom with books and magazines. I'm trying to stay below the 150 cubic feet of uh, reference material um, uh, limit. But, uh, yeah, getting through the book, I, I just set aside the books and magazines that I have purchased that I have not yet read, and it's, it's two banker's boxes full of stuff. And I can't really go out and buy uh, another subscription, get another magazine, especially a monthly. The ones I subscribe to right now are quarterlies, and that's I still have two of those that I haven't gotten to from from last year. So it's uh, well, somebody's going to be getting magazines in the mail from me or something in the mail from me if I can manage it. Uh, and uh, I think it's a good idea if you've got something that you 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 hate to throw away and you think someone else might uh, you, and it's a good way to send it off to somebody else. Yeah, actually, Ed and I have been exchanging DVDs based on that uh, round robin that uh, we talked about a while back. Uh, it's been kind of nice to get exposure to some other ones. What have Sorry. you seen that you liked? Uh, what have I seen, you said? Yeah, which DVDs have you seen uh, that you like? Oh, so the I sent him some Joe Fugate uh, DVDs, and he sent me the... Uh, 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 Scotty Mason and Mike Rose weathering freight cars, and excuse me, uh, it actually uh, was interesting how many different um, techniques are out there that I wasn't aware of. Uh, I don't think I'll do a lot of them. Like uh, Mike Rose likes to do the things with the oils, um, but it's neat to know it's there. And I might I might give it a shot at some point in time, but you know, not in the near future. But it's it, what I found interesting about it and pointed this out to Ed was that. Uh, there, there's no right way to do things because he listened to Scotty's uh, DVD. He says the best way to paint wheels is to do it while they're in the truck frames. You know, just hold it there and spin it around and, and hold your paintbrush on the wheel face and paint it that way. And uh, Mike Rose says the best way to paint wheels is to take them out of the truck frames and paint them that way. So obviously if these two guys uh, have a uh, different the best way to do things, there obviously is no best way. Uh, just whatever works, works good for you. It, yes, exactly. It is what works best for you, what you're most comfortable with, and what gets you the results that you like. And yeah. uh, some of the companies, there's companies out there with laser cutters that are making acrylic uh, shields for the different sized uh, stock wheels that are available from, uh, I guess, uh, Reeboks and, uh, and Northwest Shortline that you can fit uh, 33 and 36 inch HO wheels into. Uh, and spray a whole bunch of them at once and not get anything on the treads. And uh, there's companies that make little masks to go uh, that, that are cut to go uh, in the truck, in the wheel sets to allow you to paint the side frames without getting stuff on the wheels. So there's there's all sorts of uh, all sorts of interesting things going on uh, and different techniques to try. So uh, there is no right answer in this hobby. There are answers that work for you. And methods that work for you, and there's stuff that works well for other people. So, I also look for that uh, wheel masking. I, I've seen that for O scale when we were at the uh, March meet, which is the O scale meet in Chicago. Uh, this past March, I saw some uh, must have been basswood uh, masks made for. Uh, I think it was O and 30 is what the guy was selling, but 
uh, I had not seen that for HO and, and uh, it would be very handy. I, I've, I've in the past, you know, just made notches in cardboard and slid the wheels down into, uh, onto a cardboard backing, uh, through the notch and spray it that way. But then the problem with that is you get paint on the threads. So, uh, you have to get that cleaned off later. So right now the, the whole Casa thing I posted, uh, with all the truck frame painting, I ended up doing that all with the brush, the wheels like this, uh, just to keep the paint off the treads. I think Minuteman models makes, uh, yep. the, uh, masks. Okay. Yeah, well, it's the, it's the things that you put the wheels in that those plastic big, I have two of them. Why do you want one? Uh, sure. No, yeah. Yes, I, I have them. I have them, and they're kind of useless for me now because I don't model an HO. I'll send, I'll send you my address. <laughs> so, at least one of them. I mean, I, I don't know. i, I got to go find it, but, you know. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Chris, let me uh, change the topic a little bit. The uh, uh, word... Regarding the wiki, where do you in Tom seeing that going? Is that going to be a replacement for the current web page, or in addition to? Um, I think the the objective here is to is to reduce the load on on Tom uh, for being the the sole person to update items on the web page. Uh, I was sending information with regard to uh, show links. Uh, that were related, and I sent them to Tom, and then it took me a while to dig through them, and uh, which I'm sure you're familiar with now. Yeah, then, I am. <laughs> uh, you know, it would take Tom time to put the update up, and I think if we have a wiki, we can we can crowdsource a lot of this stuff and uh, get people to uh, to put information in, and it'll it'll kind of grow on itself, and that's that's a good thing. It uh, uh, Tom can put up a the basic feed information, and then all of the extraneous things can go into the wiki, and uh, that's available for anyone to reference at any time, and anyone to update or correct at any time. So that's uh, that's a help. So okay. Uh, let's see. DH is asking why do we paint the wheels? Um, well, because the sides of the wheels that come from the manufacturer are usually just uh, chemically blackened instead of having a nice uh, crusty rust that uh, that like the ones that match. So, uh, yeah, often they're just downright just shiny. So it's um, which is you know you don't want to see the bright silver wheel face uh, looking at you as the train rolls by and, uh, with it with it painted or. Better yet, with it painted and have weathering powder uh, on it as well, you get a real nice-looking, dusty, uh, uh, pretty typical look. Um, and it's really, it's it, you would be amazed, DH, at the difference that your models. If you did nothing else to your model cars, then paint the side frames and the wheel sides, they'd look so much better. It, it's hard to describe. And just my suggestion is roof brown. Just get roof brown from uh, uh, Polyscale. Polyscale roof brown is just about the right color for the normal coloring on the side of wheels. And if you just painted everything roof brown, um, it would make a big difference because it would just kill that plastic shine and 
between metal wheels or plastic. It, you would you would paint the, the the face of the wheel, and then all you would see is the metal, like on a real car. Um, you would see um, the uh, just the shiny tread, and it really makes a big difference. What really makes uh, really looks cool um, in N scale. Um, I had I put the Fox Valley the Fox Valley wheel sets in some tank cars, painted the wheel faces, and the Fox Valley wheel sets have a much finer tread than the normal wheels that come in N-scale, and it just looks, particularly on a tank car where you can see the wheels so much, it really uh, pops out. It it's, makes a big difference. Uh, and it's really not that. It's not hard to do at all. You can get away with just roof brown, and if you wanted to, on occasion, mix in some rust, or some oxide red, uh, just to vary up the coloring a little bit, that would work too. And if you're ever curious, I can send you some pictures of trucks to let them, so you could uh, see what they look like. I've got a million of them. And uh, DHL, I'll send you a, a link here real quick so you can take a look at pictures of wheels that have been painted so you can get an idea. I don't have any here that are not painted, but at least I'll give you an idea of what, uh, what benefit it gives you. But it's very unusual, very unusual to see a truck or wheels that are shiny. Uh, even the ones that are new uh, normally will have um, a little bit of orange rust on them. Now, I actually have seen, I took photos of some brand new cars. The cars are probably two or three months old, and the trucks still have, the, I mean, the springs in the, in the trucks still look gunmetal. They're not rusted at all. They're not brown. They're not anything. Uh, they still look gunmetal. Um, they uh, they haven't turned brown, but that's very unusual. Like uh, Ben just commented, the surface rust appears quickly, and it's normally orange. Uh, new rust is like really orange, uh, and um, the older rust is more of a uh, a roof brownish color. Um, I mean, if you didn't want to use polyscale, if you could only find model masters, the, um, uh, oh, I've got the colors downstairs there. It's a good uh, bunch of colors too, but it's solvent based paint, but it's, uh, um, the umbers, raw umber, burnt umber, those colors are good too. Um, tarnished black works, uh, tarnished black works mixed with some some brown to kind of take away some of the brown, blackness. I have even start, haven't had some rusts, uh, some dark rust that so I put some black into a tarnished black into them, the brown and just those colors from a light, a light black all the way through, uh, uh, this very light rust, depending on what you're trying to model. Uh, all look good. I think depending on what you're trying to accomplish, the best looking thing in my mind, I, and I'm modeling the steam era is, uh, weathering powder on the wheel, uh, face of the wheel. So you do that mm -hmm. by uh, putting paint on the wheel face and then dipping the wheel face into some weathering powder. At least that's how I do it. Uh, or alternatively, you can mix in weathering powder into your paint, and it gives you a real nice flat textured look. Uh, that thing just looks fantastic. Yeah, it does look very good, particularly with the... Um, the uh, the older era that you're doing, the steam era, where the um, it's got the, the the wheels weather differently than modern cars. Yeah, it had a lot of it had a lot of oil dripping on the uh, well all over the place uh, from mm -hmm. 
journal boxes, so that tend to attract dirt. So they're not clean and, and rusty uh, like modern wheels are. Back then, um, you'd have very gunky wheel faces. Right. Uh, so you wouldn't, wouldn't actually see a lot of rust. You'd see a lot of uh, build up, especially around the uh, outer, outer diameter of the wheel. It really tended to cake there. You did a great job with yeah, that the was that. trucks, Matt. Yeah, I was, I was pleased that it turned out, especially after I put them underneath some cars. I was, I was really pleased with that. Sorry, Jim, go but, ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say that, uh, yeah, Matt and I, when we called each other one night, we I stumbled upon this website with all sorts of cool Santa Fe photographs. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I really like stuff I... I just like ma- makes you want to go model the seventies. Yeah, there's the some seventies. Uh, there's some really charismatic stuff. If I'll call it that, uh, in the seventies when the railroads were just in dismal condition, and and there's some uh, photos of some yards that just had every single joint was low. I mean, this you couldn't see any tie whatsoever. There's weeds everywhere, and it's just fantastic looking. Um, probably not very efficient. Uh, there's a lot of speed restrictions and whatnot, but it sure looks looks neat. And I think uh, maybe got some feedback there. Um, uh, Steve just sent a, a link to a uh, boxcar he painted up uh, with the trucks, and the uh, journal box lids are suitably oily and slick with uh, shiny black. So, uh, again, another nice uh, little detail shot. Mm. Nice job, Steve. Yeah, I like that. I'm checking it out. That's, I, I like that whole diorama. That's the one I was just looking at today, uh, Steve, with my father. And uh, yeah. uh, we're just kind of flicking through this whole gallery, about one frame per second. And it's just it, it's fun to watch this diorama just kind of spring into existence. You know, a bunch of parts, and all of a sudden, bang, you get this... Uh, very nicely done diorama. Uh, just as an aside, I was telling uh, Steve uh, via, oh, I forget, I am or something, that uh, I, I like what you do with the tie-ins. If you look through this entire gallery, there's a couple of close-up shots of, you know, he uses some Atlas track for what this car is sitting on. At least I think it's the same module. And uh, he did uh, some work about splitting into the ties and that kind of thing so they looked a little more decrepit. And I hadn't given that any thought whatsoever, but it just looks it looks fantastic. So something I'll keep in mind for the shelf layout. Um, one thing on the the modern the modern tie ends have a uh, uh, sort of a wire mesh uh, plate pounded into the end of them to help keep them from splitting, and uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of a, a neat feature, especially where the ballast isn't, uh, isn't right up around the tie-ins to see these little flashes of, uh, I don't know if they're galvanized or, or what. Jim, you might be able to shed some light on that. I, you know, that's a good question. They may be galvanized, but I'm not even sure if they are. They're just, they seem like aluminum plates. Um, that's a detail I kind of would like to model, but, um, I don't know if I'm going to go that crazy until I can figure out how to do it, that is. 
I say that. I say that. And so once I figure out how to do it, I'll be doing it. But I, I'm not sure whether it's on on the end of every tie. Whether it's new new ones, it is. Oh, it is. Okay. All right. Yeah. I want if it was something they they went around and pounded in uh, during a maintenance run or something. No, it's if when they get new ties and they're replacing all the ties, then um, then they're all coming with those plates. At least that I've seen. So. Um, uh, Sunrise sixty five is asking if there's I'm assuming a model railroad, model rail radio, Picasso website, um, and uh, no uh, to answer your question really there isn't a specific uh, Picasso website or or Flickr uh, or the uh, Kodak PhotoShare website for for model rail radio. There are a number of participants who have put together. Uh, extensive sites in some cases. Uh, Steve's got uh, thousands of photos on his uh, Picasso site, and it's a fantastic uh, place to go look. So uh, I guess between Matt and I, we'll get a chance to put uh, links to the various uh, Picasso and Flickr and Zenfolio websites that uh, people have put up, put up uh, that we can remember, find, and try to uh, try to consolidate that onto one page on the wiki. Okay. That's what uh, we'll uh, we'll try and get that done sometime after Springfield. Oh, let's see. I want to see if I have any um, photo bucket. I have a photo bucket account, and uh, maybe I'll put in. Uh, I have like pictures of freight cars and all sorts of good foolishness that may be interesting to people. Steve did, uh, I mean, he did over 600 photos on just the Danielson building dioramas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I heard about that. Um, I, I don't know how I dealt with that because I, I try to take photos of stuff. I, and they, I have a new uh, gallery I just put out there of a caboose I built a couple of years ago. And and uh, that would have probably taken me half as much time if I wasn't taking pictures because I was setting up the camera. I was making sure to point in the right direction, have the right focal length, uh, the depth, and everything else. And it, it just, it, I would spend five minutes setting up a picture and 30 seconds doing some work. Uh, so I don't know how he gets that much. Yeah, Steve laughing out loud. <laughs> I don't know how he gets that done so quickly. My projects tend to have two pictures, one with a pile of parts and one with an unpainted uh, <laughs> model because I never get around to photographing it after I paint it. And when it's put together, I, I'm so pleased that I've actually got something done. I have to have a record of it. So, uh, I'm, you know, I'm really glad. I don't know about Steve's uh, uh, point of view, but, I'm glad I did this for at least a couple of models I did because uh, I've got a couple more in the pipeline and there's a lot of details I've forgotten about. And uh, so I was going back through one of my galleries the other day and, and uh, it reminded me of a bunch of small things I'd uh, added to this model that I probably would have forgotten or had to relearn or uh, reinvent the wheel a second time around. So it helps me from that standpoint. Definitely. Uh, I'll, this this sort of idea of sharing information, uh, even passively with a photo gallery, is is one thing that model railroading and military modeling and uh, war gamers seem to have in common, is to uh, sort of do a project uh, diary and uh, show off what they're doing and some of the techniques that they're that they're that they're employing, and then everybody else sort of just jumps on it and says, ah, oh, that's terrific. I'll start doing that too. 
and it uh, it builds because each person adds something else to the mix. Uh, you'll see somebody using a a pounce wheel to put uh, uh, nail holes in the in the sides of the building, and somebody will say, "Yeah, well, you know, nail holes aren't square, uh, and the macro lens really shows up that they're square holes." So somebody will come up with another way to do it uh, quickly with a with a round uh, tool instead of something that makes square hole. Just right, I use I, I use a T pin. Yeah, I know, but you have to do those one at a time, right? That's true. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, that <laughs> some, someone is probably going to come up with a a way to do it with uh, with a circular spiked wheel. Mm. Uh, it's not going to be me, just so you know. <laughs> uh, I have enough projects on my plate right now, and I don't need to take on something like that, even though it'd be absolutely up my alley and really cool, and I'd be really interested to do it. But um, one of the comments I got uh, recently was, uh, uh, first of all, uh, in order to to make it seem like you're actually getting more stuff done is to actually get rid of a commitment that you've made uh, somehow, uh, something that's over your head and isn't getting finished, just get rid of it, uh, pass it on to someone else, delegate, uh, make an arrangement with the person you committed to and, and, uh, just get it away from, from your, uh, your area of concern. And, uh, another thing is that, uh, in order to kind of break the cycle of uh, collecting, which, uh, if you could see the, the picture of this uh, set of bookcases right now, you'd, you'd know if there's, if there's something that you can't live without, give it away. And uh, I haven't quite got the intestinal fortitude to do that yet, but uh, at some point I'm going to have to pick something that I that I think I can't live without and actually get rid of it just so that I can um, get on with uh, with things. But I've made the start here. The uh, The basement is getting cleaned up. I'm going to get uh, make the space and knock down the, the extra crap that's built up in the corner here and get it out and then start insulating and get something built down here. But, uh, step one, I'm not worried. I'm not even sure what the final product's going to be. I'm not sure whether I'm going to build something in S scale, uh, whether I'm going to do a narrow gauge thing, or I'm going to do some British O scale. Uh, I've decided that, that that's actually not an important thing to decide right now because I don't have the space to work in anyway. So the important thing is to get the space finished and then I can, think about building something, but right now it's uh, the analysis paralysis of trying to decide what to build at the end of the process is stopping me from, from getting going at the beginning of the process. So That's, a, that's interesting. Yeah, actually the time you take cleaning up everything and straightening up to where you want to have the workspace uh, suitable to get started, that's obviously a good time to do some thinking too, so maybe you won't, uh, by the time you get there, you'll already have the idea germinated and uh, well-planned. I know you're a pretty, uh, uh, you're a pretty planned person. <laughs> <laughs> planned myself into a corner uh, more than once. Uh, but th- t- today I managed to box up uh, three bankers' boxes worth of uh, books and magazines and uh, two garbage bags worth of shredded paper that, uh, that don't need to be here. And uh, the trick is to now turn turn some of those magazines, which uh, a whole whack of our uh, narrow gauge and short line gazettes, uh, they're all in pretty pristine condition. I don't want to chuck them out, and I don't want to really give them away. I think they're, I can turn them, that 
box into a locomotive or something with a judicious price on them at the the next flea, model railroad flea market. But uh, and uh, yes, micro layouts. I could probably I could probably plan and build a micro layout, but that see that would stop me from getting the work done in the, in the basement. So first things first, clean the space up, get rid of the extra junk, and uh, uh, give a coat of paint and brighten it up. Get some proper lighting in here, and then I can enjoy enjoy the space. Uh, even if I haven't got anything built by that point, I can still enjoy the the dance floor effect it's going to give me of getting rid of all this extra stuff. Oh, oh look at the oh, it's after eleven. I listen, I gotta I gotta pack it in. I was up at five again today, so um great talking to everyone. Uh I hope to see hope to see some of you at Springfield next week. Um uh, if I don't, uh, hope to see you maybe at uh at Milwaukee in the fall. And uh, there's always a possibility we can get together virtually or in person, depending on how fate uh uh, how fate uh, pushes us around uh, in the intervening time, but uh, I'm I'm fading fast, and I I gotta get some beauty sleep. Not that it's going to help me much. I'm gonna I'm gonna bid you a good night, and uh, hope you guys uh, hope you guys have a, a safe uh, month end, and uh, we'll we'll chat with you soon. Just uh, February fifth in the morning. Remember, okay. Roger. And um, if you need anything on your drive over here, Chris, just remember to give me a call. I will, hopefully the railroad will not send me west and I'll be, I have the day off on Friday, but that doesn't mean they can't send me west on Thursday. And, uh, you know, so I may be, I, I, it may totally blow me out of the water for it. So who knows? Let's hope yeah, well, you know, you got to pay for your play. That's the unfortunate reality of uh, um, of real life is uh, that you have to you have to do this wage slavery thing in order to uh, afford the house and the hobbies. So uh, yeah. But, but yeah, if you need anything and I'm available, if you need, you know, I'm not that far away. So okay, I'll keep it and, in mind. Thanks very and much. You, and you have my number, so I'll be in the area. I'll probably hook up with. I, if Ben's going to be around at the, the Big E, I'll probably hook up with Ben at some point and do, help doing what they got to do with a TAMR table. So. Fantastic. Okay. Good night, guys. Right. Cheers. Cheers. And DH, um, you commented that you're afraid to weather because you think you go do too much. If you're going to go very heavy, make sure you're following a photo. That's the biggest thing I would say. And many times, just try to copy a photo. That's the biggest. Jim, in regards to weathering, um, I see that you've got the uh, the pictures of the uh, rolling stock and stuff like that. But have you taken pictures of any uh, buildings and structures that you've tried doing anything with? Of 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 like models. Of just real life buildings, and then you've tried to replicate some of the techniques with your weathering on structure building or anything, or have not you gotten into that? Not really with structures. Um, I've thought about it, but I I do track. Um, you know, I've weathered track and and, and things like that. Uh, 
I've never really gotten to the point of doing structures. If you look, if the second thing I showed you is the index to my photo, my photo bucket index. Yes. And if you go to models and go to the third page, although on the first page you'll see a bunch of pictures of Reese, says Reese Office, Reese Off, and then Reese 2, and then Reese 1. I, you can see I'm doing some weathering on that structure. But you'll also, if you go to the third page, is the only real craftsman kit I've sort of kind of finished. Not exactly finished. Needs a couple more details, but that's probably not going to happen. Um, the Marineth, it says Marineth no work. Okay, I'm just getting there. Computer trying along here. Okay, so you said page three? Oh, the Lasky cabinet one? On on page three, if you go down to the bottom of the page, it there's one, two, and three. It's the right. third page of photos. So, okay, on the third page, I'm seeing Lasky cabinet number seven, six, five. That's the one you're Eleven. Looking? Yep, and then just below that, you'll see Marionette. Okay, that comes up to page four for me. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's... All right. So, that's the one that you're just about finished. That's nice. That's that's the most completed structure I've ever done. Um, well, I've just been I, working... I have, I have... What? Sorry about that. I've just been working on... Um, it's an old uh, garage type mm-hmm. thing. And uh, it's actually very similar uh, building structure style to what you've done. It's smaller being an HO scale and everything like that. But uh, Oh, this is I, HO. That Marineth no work. That's HO. That is HO. Oh, wow. That's really good. Yeah, that's HO. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've just been playing around with paint techniques mostly at this point. You know, the weathering powders is not something I've done too, too often, So, but I've been playing with paint techniques and just the texturing of color and whatever in order to give the same effect. See, what I do, I'm a proponent of using whatever weathering medium will produce a particular type of effect that you're looking for. Some things do, some mediums do certain things quite well. Um, There's a lot of things that I do with brush painting I, I brush paint, I use powders, but really it should be done with an airbrush. Right. Uh, it would just look w- much better. I, I just don't have a, a paint booth set up. I have three airbrushes, a um, couple compressors, not that I would really want to use for airbrushing, but I have I have the the let the, um, the cleaning kit for the the I have a brand new Owada airbrush uh, that I got a real good deal on. Um, I really could use my own compressor, but I have a paint booth, but it's not hooked up so that it vents outside. Um, I have to get that set up, so a lot of these things that I would like to do don't get done. Um, but on the building, just about everything that was done on the Marionette Milder millwork was done with powders. That's all powders. Right. Okay. Yeah, I've just uh, I've just got some powders, so I'm I'm gonna give them a try on it. But like I said. I've done lots of kind of modeling and and stuff like that, but they were done for different purposes. Mm-hmm. This whole kind of 
trying to weather and everything is something I'm playing with kind of the first time. And I think it's turning out pretty good so far, but like I said, I've been using almost strictly paint in order to create the effect. Paint means stains. <laughs> Thank you.